Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, emotional health, psychological health, physical health, awareness in men, women and society. First it started with MEN, the acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today. She's in the UK. I'm quite hot here and it's quite sunny. What is the UK like? And introduce yourself. Hello Andy, I'm Rebecca Adams. As you said, I'm in the UK. It is grey sky at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> thank you for having me on. <laughs> the Um It's funny because when you step out of England, I know they show these nice hills, roving hills, but majority of people describe England as grey, um, and then you just said it yourself. What you've had nice weather the last few weeks or oh, last few days? What's 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 happened to the change in weather then? What's happening there? It's been beautiful, blue sky. People are getting tans and everything. <laughs> we haven't had any rain. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just overcast, all grey and cloud and everything today. So don't know what's going on. Yeah. So whereabouts in the UK are you? I'm in Merseyside at the moment. I um, when I left school, I joined the military, so I've been down south for about eighteen and a half years. Right. And then my mum became ill, so I moved up last year during lockdown. I moved up, and I'm back in Merseyside. So I've been here just shy of a year. It's coming up to a year now. Yeah. Did you say you're back. So, in, was you. Were you born in Merseyside? I was born in Staffordshire, moved to Merseyside when I was four. Right. Then I joined the military and moved down south. So right. I've been down south and all over, everywhere, military, uh, military wife as well, and then moved back up last last uh, last year. So, yeah, so, getting me feet, feet back in Merseyside. So for the listeners out there, um, oh. tell them, can you tell them where is... Where where is Merseyside? What's it famous for? And kind of, you know, kind of. I know they've got. Yeah. I know it's famous for its comedians and and things. It's had lots of comedians. But kind mm-hmm. of give us an insight into Merseyside and where it is demographically in terms of United Kingdom. Okay, so Merseyside is in the north. We're northern. <laughs> um, it's just above Wales. Yeah. Um, so if you have a look at the map, it is. If you've got look at Wales and then just zip over into England, it's there. It's mainly known for the city of Liverpool which is then mainly known for the Beatles who are outstanding Um, but yeah Merseyside is absolutely fantastic it's great being back up here but yeah as you said Andy you know comedians Matthew Street in Liverpool um, you know there's there's lots of comedians and shows the Liverpool Football Club you'll never walk alone Um, so there's this rivalry between Liverpool and Manchester so yeah people will have heard of Man United so uh, so yeah it's still going on now but um, but Merseyside's great it's good to be back so it's been a long time yeah it's funny how they associate when we say Merseyside it's always associated with Liverpool but you've got Liverpool you've you've got other well you've got other clubs there I don't know if they're areas Tranmere and Everton and You've got a range, you know, you've got Ackerson, Stanley and all that. So, so you obviously associate, well, obviously the biggest club obviously there is, is well, argue, argue, arguably Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool and Everton are not that far away from each other. So you know which football team I've always supported. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, Everton, we've got rugby teams up here. Um, it, it's just absolutely fantastic. So music, the culture, yeah. the city is absolutely amazing. But yeah, there are other places around. 
Um, St. Helens is a town which used to be coal mining. Yeah. So they have glass blowing and everything else. You've got Prescott, you've got Whistling, you've got Rainer Hill. You've got, there's lots of, lots of other places, obviously, in Merseyside, but mainly Merseyside is associated with Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I've been to Liverpool a few times and um, for like, the, nights, the nights out and... I remember going. I remember one time was every time we asked somebody about, are you the blue or the red? <laughs> we yes, them, and that's then, the one question. Yeah. <laughs> and people, you know, there was one person who said, "Oh, well, um, I'm, I'm the, I'm, we're the, we're the blue half." It's just funny how you, uh-huh. you. It's interesting how you, a city can have that um, affinity with the city. The people can have affinity with the city and associate it with. The football club is not like Nottingham, where I'm oh. from, where you have Nottingham Forest. There's two clubs here, not Nottingham Forest, not yeah. County. But no, if you ask people, they wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm Forest or Notts County." Do you see what I mean? It's 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 funny how the people they associate themselves with yeah. the club and the city. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah. We respect each other as well. And why I'm laughing is that the first time I ever spoke to my my dear friend Gemma, she lives about 20 minutes away. And, you know, we're like sisters and stuff. That was the first question I asked her. Are you red or blue? And she said red. I was like, yes. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, honestly, that that is what you asked. But we've got, you know, Liverpool and Everton. You know, we, we've got so much respect for each other as well. So it's... And we have, you know, the... They do play against one another and everything. So, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, really one, good. One thing I did... Um, I remember it was a couple of years back now. Might be even longer, so that could be longer because I'm where am I going? Um, I remember there was an article and it said something like Liverpool has the best dressed women. Oh, wow! Yeah, okay, has, apparently has the best dressed women, and uh-huh. they, they were associated with London. And I thought to myself, oh, yes, um, I'm talking about in terms of when they're going out and stuff like that. And I yeah. remember going up to Liverpool and like in the daytime, you know, you go out, you know, you're going for a day out, but then you go out to the club. And you see, and you see women in the dress. Um, they got the hair, they're, they're doing the hair like in the afternoon and they're walking around and ready for the night out. It's almost like, wow. It takes hours. Yeah. <laughs> it takes some hours. And they all, they all look amazing. How they walk in those heels is beyond me. <laughs> Take me hat off to them all. But yeah, they start prepping up here. They, they do. I don't know whether it's a north and south divide that, yeah. that does actually exist. Like, but with you just saying London, then I, I know up here they do start prepping. Yeah, um, really. You know, shortly after the, maybe they get the kids from school or whatever, and then they start prepping. Really? So they get the heads on the nails done, yeah, everything yeah. else, yeah. Um, just for an evening. So they have the best time. Yeah, yeah, and, it's right, and it tends to be associated with, like you said, the city and and just being able to have enjoy themselves. With you, I, I would say that if you go to London. Um, there's obviously a different dress code there in terms of the people. A lot of a lot of people wear jeans, but up north it tends to be the ones who really get dressed up in, in dresses and, and things like that. Yeah, I think that's the reason why they, yeah. they associate it be, be best dressed. Um, yeah. So let's talk about um, the last. In fact, let's just talk about how's things been for you this last year since we've had this um, pandemic. <laughs> I like how you did that then. Um, phenomenal, actually. Business-wise, I, I work online anyway, so Wi-Fi 
as long as I've got Wi-Fi, I'm good. So my clients are all over the world. So I run my um, coaching, mentoring business and everything everything else that I do. I do quite a lot. So, but everything is online. Um, The one thing that's held me back a little bit, I do have a live event. It's an empowerment convention in the city of Bath every year. Right. And we've been on pause. We've been on pause 2020. We've been on pause 2021, so fingers crossed for 2022. But um, but apart from that, it's been absolutely phenomenal business-wise. More people are then, you know, they've been furloughed and stuff, and they're actually thinking they need more income streams and things like that. So I'm the go-to person for life, business mindset, things like that. And um, it has been really good. Personally, it's been testing. Obviously, as I said at the beginning, I've, I've moved during lockdown, moved my family up here, my two kids, myself. But, um, but family-wise, personally... It's been a bit testing because my mum passed away in April. Yeah. But um but you know, it's 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 overall I'd say it's the best decision, but it's been it's been great. It's been, you know, yeah. swings and roundabouts. Yeah. But yeah, it's been good overall. Yeah. yeah. So when you say talk about testing, how's um Ooh. is it you say, like you say you've had to move your family and, and the up, was it mainly it mean like things like the upheaval and, and then was it were you ever kind of um not not was, you ever, was it ever in the back of your mind that were you thinking about this thing, this virus or whatever that's, you know, you know, was there panic or, you know, was it just a case of upheaval, upheaval? For me personally, this is my honest personal opinion, for me personally, it was the first lockdown, um, you know, we were all in a state of, you know, fear, panic, whatever. It was, for me, it was when I was told by the TV, which I don't watch any news anyway, ever. Yeah. Haven't watched it for decades. Um, when I was told I couldn't go and see my mum and I'm like, she's got cancer, the answer's no. So I was like, no, I'm done. So I just said to my kids, right, we're moving. My son's got special needs anyway, but um, I said to my daughter, we're moving. I didn't even know where, when, how, nothing. I was just like, no. I trust in the universe, everything worked out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. I um, from Wiltshire to Merseyside is like three hour drive so every single week I was bringing things to put into storage right. so I had storage units yeah. so I was bringing things up to storage going to see my mum going back down again but yeah it was it was basically I'm doing it this is it and no one tells me I can't see my mum I'm 42 years old yeah. don't tell me I can't see my mum and you know at that space and time you know i'd been down there quite a long time and it is a case of everyone needs to know they have choices i'm healthy anyway last time i was ill was about a decade ago because yeah. it came up on my news feed you know on, on your memories yeah. on facebook um me and the kids we've got high immune systems we take care of ourselves and everything and you know it, it's a case of looking after yourself but also looking after your health health and family come first but when it's together it's a double whammy and i've always said that so with my mom still battling her third cancer and then her fourth cancer came on um you know it, it was just it was just too much so i was like yeah no we're not doing this so yes it did test my daughter mentally her mental health and everything because obviously she was leaving everything she's known because she's never lived up north oh, before yeah, yeah, yeah. but um but overall you know testing wise as my mum deteriorated you know 21st of december we were told she had three to six months to live um so that was testing because i was running my business still yeah, internationally yeah, yeah. um the upheaval doesn't bother me because i'm ex-army so i've moved so many times yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. um so i just focus 
but um but yeah with then caring for my mum caring for her doing night shift day shift doing everything that yeah you know carers do yeah and um, things like that all all the way up to the day that she passed away yeah. so that was testing trying to balance everything but the way that i run my business andy is that i have a balance and i'd already set everything up in time because i also knew you know, it wasn't going to be long. She got to the three months, yay. Um, it wasn't going to be long. So what I did then, I just pumped up the time that I wasn't up there and caring for her. I was pumping up my business even more behind the scenes so that I could take a month off. So oh, right, yeah, I yeah. did take the full month off, yeah. paused my entire business, which I'm very privileged to be able to do. Yeah. Um, and then went on from there. So that's the testing side. So it has tested me a bit, but yeah. Yeah. And would you say then before that, before you found out that your mum didn't have much time to live, did you, were you already planning on moving away, moving up anyway, or wasn't it on the cards? It was always on the cards, but it was meant to be February this year. So it's just like, yeah, I should have only just moved up. Yeah. So it was something that me and my mum were discussing anyway. Um, but then with everything news-wise, should we say, and everything, it was like, I'm a rebel anyway. Like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, it's yeah. just not... But my mom, Me and my mum are like that. It's kind of was so, so close. Um and yeah not not being able i mean obviously when she was first diagnosed a few years ago i was facetiming her every single day and then for her birthday that year what i did was i sent her a gift every single day leading up to her birthday for 14 days so she had a gift to open every single day because we didn't know whether it was her last birthday but with that news andy as well in december you know just before christmas we had an amazing christmas day she could only do so much and everything she ended up in um hospital on boxing day till the 5th of jan so I was FaceTiming her from, from here and she was in hospital and everything. Um, and then we just went on from there. So everything can be a test, but it's the way that you see it and how you deal with it, how you acknowledge it, knowing that you're not in control. Yeah. You're not in control of stuff. No amount of money in the world, it doesn't matter. You can't control it. So when she came out, we decided to celebrate um, her half birthday. It's a an idea that my daughter gave to us many years ago because um, our American friends celebrate half birthdays right. so we knew she wouldn't get it to July she wouldn't make it till July so we celebrated it in January which was just fantastic and then since then we've just been making memories Mother's Day Pancake Day you know all the UK stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just yeah. been making as many memories as possible yeah, so yeah that's nice and, it's, and, it, and she and she's, she would have had a good send off because it, it would have been heartbreaking wouldn't it if yeah sorry i'm just i'm just thinking because my my grandfather died last year um he died of cancer oh i'm sorry and yeah. i couldn't i'm living here but i couldn't go to see him and i couldn't get to yeah you know and and you know you know someone said to me i'll oh, film the filming but I, I, it's not the same i don't want to be i didn't want to no. i didn't want to i said no i don't want to see his film of it i don't want to see it because i'm not there no. um and even though i never had a male role model he was kind of the closest person i could speak to in a in a kind of certain aspects with regards to the family yeah. and stuff um so you 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 gave her a good send-off and yeah and even leading up to her and, and, and i suppose if you hadn't made that decision how it would have, a case of how do you how would it make how would you how would you be feeling now would you you know living with regrets and things like that so you in terms of your decision it was a 
you'd say it was a, a very a very good one yeah 100 mm. percent. i have thought about it recently actually over the last couple of weeks especially since the funeral i have been thinking you know if i was still down south i wouldn't have been able to keep coming up every single day with with everything and it would have been a whole different thing so the universe watches out for everything and guides you on the path that you're meant to be going on and i've always trusted in in the guidance anyway knowing that everything works out the way it's supposed to so whether you get the job don't get the job whatever you like you know what i mean it's it's kind of i was meant to move up north when i moved up north so i had 10 months with my mum um we didn't get long but what we did do was just phenomenal so many photos and videos on my yeah, phone yeah, yeah. you know looking back and i'm laughing yeah, and stuff but with um with me you know being able to take a month off building the business and having the respect off all of my audience and everything be able to take a month off for for my brain as well for my sanity for me to just breathe and yeah, and yeah. take time out and and just stop because you do have to give yourself self-care you do have to switch off and not do anything you do have to pour into yourself um and it's it is difficult you know when you've got like 50 million things to do yeah, because yeah, yeah. i i'm also power of attorney executor i organized everything i was in yeah. charge of everything she had sealed envelopes she made everything kind of easy for me to do but she left me in charge of everything as well yeah yeah, yeah. so, so i'm kind of spinning the plate yeah, you know yeah, but you've i got, you've got, you're, you're, you're an octopus and you've got you know, you, you tend to go yes. all over the place yeah you have to deal with yes. it and then you've just got this head and this head yeah. is kind of you know, yeah. where's, that, where's, that, where's that tentacle Definitely. going? Where's that tentacle going? You're actually thinking. Mm. Um, I was, I was actually, because we're talking about mental health and all that sort of stuff. What, yeah. How, at the, do you feel that you've had, it, you, you gave yourself a month until obviously the business, but do you think you've had enough, would, I, I'm going to ask you two things. Do you think you've had enough time okay. to grieve? And do you think that, from your personal opinion, would, would if you if if she if if she'd have died suddenly, or you know which one would have impacted you more? Do you think or less? I've had had a lesser impact, or would it have been just the same? Do you think? The two really great questions. Um, for the first question, I don't think there's any time um, putting on grief at all. I'll never get over my mum passing away. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. It was always me, and my mum, with everything. Yeah. Um, there's there's only kind of me and my kids um so now so it kind of you know the i will never get over my mum's death i've taken a month out and i'll tell you so your listeners can understand a little bit how i run my life and mindset and mental health and everything so that i don't burn out and i don't break down and things like that so i'm going to give some tips as well um but no I've, i've not grieved it's not it's not processed but I'll tell you why I think it has to a certain point as well, which will answer yeah. your second question. I remember being on the phone just hysterical to my friends because I have a small group of friends that I speak to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very open on Facebook, but I'm also closed. I'm a very private person as well. Yeah. So I, was, I, I did ask the question, you know, what is more cruel? Is it stringing it out like this with the heartbreak and everything? Yeah. Or is it boom, it's done? I couldn't even answer. I think, personally, with going through both of these, I think stringing it out is much, much worse because you're seeing that person deteriorate and and all of this, and it's a lot of energy and everything, which is 
my answer to both questions yeah. is that when we were given that news, the first thing that came out of my mum's mouth was obviously she's not going to celebrate a birthday, which is why we did the half birthday. But from that point, I made it that it's, number one, I always know I'm not in control of anything. It's yeah, yeah. not in control of cancers ravaging yeah, yeah. the body. There's nothing I can do. We can only do a certain amount of stuff due to her energy. Yeah. And because I'm mastering mindset, I was making a laugh, we were having jokes, we were doing selfies and all of yeah, this. So I'm trying yeah, to keep yeah. the positive in any way. Yeah. So I drip feed, but I've been doing it 18 years. So that's yeah. why I'm like on the FaceTime all the time, making a smile and stuff and turning her head around. Because if she's questioning anything, I'm always turning things around and looking at the positive of yeah, yeah, what yeah. we can do. But from the 21st of December, when she came back out of hospital on the 5th of Jan, everything was all about it's all all about mum anyway but it was all about mum and i think i was able to start yeah, um yeah. realizing that yeah. my mum yes. is going yeah the grieving my process starts so, yeah yes, it grieving. started then yes, it started. because she was bed bound when she got bed bound and things you know and i was helping her out with the zimmer frame and you know doing all the all the clean cleaning stuff and everything regarding her um personally um you know and feeding her and things like that you do start to see a deterioration yeah. and you know there's nothing you can do and sometimes and i didn't cry in front of her i had to walk out the room sort myself out come back in yeah and kind of but the grieving grieving process started then yeah, yeah. so when i was able to take the month off i was the way i am military style as well i'm so focused on this is what we need I, to do know, the funeral we need to do this I this, this I can, and this I can, I can see it i can yeah that's a bit that's <laughs> i could see that from the beginning where you went and i can and i thought that's the that's the military now that's she everything yeah. put in because the military does some I, even if you like that or not the military mm. can do that to you it can make you put things yeah. in um in yeah. order or make you realize that this is this 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 you know like whether it may be yeah um i'm going to shine my shoes i'm going to do this i'm going to tie my laces put yeah. this on put that on blah, blah, blah. Yeah. i'm done and I'm looking ready. at everything could be quite overwhelming as well so with your listeners as well looking at everything could be quite overwhelming break it down into little steps what's the first thing you need to do mm. so you know you've got you've got so for example we're talking about this so so with my mum, it's like, oh, we need to do the funeral, then the flowers, then this, then this, and then the plot and the headstone. Guess what? I'm not doing anything. I'm doing the funeral first. I'm yeah. not doing the plot and the headstone and everything. You know, so with anything, you can do this with anything in life. So the same with the girls in Liverpool getting ready to yeah, go out. Yeah. You know, what's first? Do the hair, do the nails, do the face, do yeah. this, that, and the other. Break things down into small incremental steps. Don't look at the overwhelm because don't look at everything because it'll be overwhelming and you'll get anxious and nervous and you know everything all your questions will start in your head break it down into small incremental steps what you're doing yeah. and then you'll be able to go from there so with me i'll still be grieving for forever i'm doing something tomorrow i'll tell you exclusively actually my mum's vision board had a hot air balloon ride on it right. um i bought it here for christmas and myself, my daughter, are doing it tomorrow evening. So, <laughs> and I am panicking because oh, yeah. it's never been on my board. I'm not interested, but I've been psyching myself up. Yeah. So yeah. Make sure you put everything into boxes, like you said. What do I do next? What do I boxes. do next? Yeah, yeah, make yeah. Sure. And then that's yeah. that. That that you say, nothing stops nervousness, or you know, nothing. But something no. can help to to kind of bring that nervous nervousness down. It could be you know, a glass yeah. of water, or it could be um, thinking yeah. of something else. You know, we often say yeah. if you if you're going through pain, think of and that moment go think of something else or you know, 
you know, it could be, like you say, if you're doing martial arts and someone's bending your arm back and you, you think of something else while that's in, because then it doesn't hurt you as much and things like that. So, yeah. I was going to say yeah. to you, um, you know, before we start talking about your, because the reason why I'm saying doing this, I'm kind of putting the things pieces together because I, I could see from the beginning and you talked about being a military. Um, and I, I, and, and when I asked you a question about, it wasn't me being, um, you know, this, you know, thinking about death or anything like that. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm analysing it from the fact of mental health and how it might have impacted you. And I know yeah. that myself, I myself know that there's death in one way, or, you know, there's death as in the, the, the prolong. Yeah. Like, and there's death as in the sudden death when you hear about it, you think, oh. Yeah. And it's a question of, and the reason why I ask that is that I'm trying to gauge your opinion because you've been through that. Why, what is it? Which one was, which one would have caused an impact to you? I know that um, four years ago, five years ago, my my um, um, grandmother died and she had cancer and it was, there was a deterioration and we could see it. And it was, it was, it was like, you know how yeah. this, she was, she was, um, she had weight on, she's chubby and she's, you know, you know, she's seven, in her 70s and she's, you know, laughing and and then she's still laughing, but her face is getting thinner, everything, you know. And, yeah, and, and it goes down. Yeah. yeah. And so that was, that was it. And I was just, and I, I at the, at the funeral, I never, I didn't cry or anything like that, even though she was a, she's a, you know, yes, my mum's singing, but she's, she, I would say that she's probably the closest, in, you know, yeah. you know, in, in a sense, um, to me. And because I could tell her, that, you know, most a lot of things go around to the house. And for me, I'd never, I never cried. I never cried. I never cried. I never. I didn't want to look in because I didn't want to look inside the, the the coffin or anything like that because I wanted to remember how she was. Even though I see yeah. the deterioration, I wanted to remember how she was before the deterioration. Yeah. And so yeah. I didn't want to see it all done up and all that sort of stuff because it, some, you know it doesn't it might not look the same and but no. I my my fo- my focus was trying to cope with and, and I think I and, I and you're probably right it's in a sense of I've done the grieving I might I'm questioning it now but I'm thinking now did I do my did I do my grieving on the journey do you see what I mean? Yes, I'm still in these times yeah. now when I think about it. But did I do my grieving on the journey? And maybe if it if it yeah. had done if it had cut off, I, I I probably would have broke down in a sense. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was just getting getting your opinion on that. Um, yeah. Do you think the military, being in the military, helped has helped that process and you you dealing with? It? I know. Yes, obviously you're going to cry and there's going to be emotions yeah. and things like that. But do you feel that being in the military has helped? Um, in comparison if you hadn't been in military I don't know I would say yeah to a certain extent I'm from a single parent family as well so we was raised by my nan who was born in the 20s very strict yeah, yeah. you know yeah. like make bed please yeah. may leave the table yeah, do not put your elbows on the table so I've been brought up in a kind of strict environment anyway and then yeah. my nan cared for me my little sister um, when my mum went out to do her nursing career so 
and my mum carried on that discipline so and then obviously at 16 I joined the military so it's kind of it's always been the way through but it has helped to a certain extent of boxing things up but then I also understand that you know certain people have you know I I don't have PTSD whereas some people do when they leave the military they have PTSD and everything else so again it's kind of it has helped to a certain extent but I think my upbringing as well it depends how you've been how you've been brought yeah, up, yeah. what your yeah. what your head's like, what your mindset's like. And don't ever let anyone tell you that you shouldn't be crying and you shouldn't be grieving and you should have got over it or you're not allowed to cry or you should be crying. No one knows anything. They're not walking in your shoes. They haven't been through what you've been through. They've not experienced what you have. And every single person is different. Yeah. And it's what what would work for you, Andy, may not necessarily work for me. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, we're all different and it's we're, we're all... You know, my, my husband, so my kid's dad, um, he's passed away 10 years ago. But when his mum died, that was like sudden phone call and I'm like in shock. Yeah. That took me a long time to get over. Yeah. But I think with with my mum, because I was nursing her every single day in the process and she'd been fighting cancer since late 2017. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a, a whole different ball game as well, you know? Yeah. And uh, I know... I know... What's, we, we, you've only got a few minutes left. I like to keep this. I would like to to, to keep this podcast, this one episode, because I want to talk about yours, your okay. and another one. Because I know we, I wouldn't, we will not be able to fit your life in in the next ten <laughs> in the next minute, ten minutes. There's no yeah. way. So no, that's fine. This, no, but this is going quite well because this could be an episode yeah. on people dealing with grief, and and so this would be yeah. a good a good episode to kind of title that. Um, so. In ter- you, you just then you mentioned that you the, the kid's dad, and yeah, and you said he he, he died. Yeah. Do you, was was that different? I'm, I'm saying we're different. I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask you an obvious question, but it, would it, would you say that oh. was different in terms of was it sudden or or the way you've dealt with it, or do you think that you've become stronger as a as a as a culmination of that that person oh. dying and then seeing oh. your mum? Do you think it's a strength building? Yeah, Ryan passing away 10 years ago, um, he went missing and it was a full 98-day journey I would not wish on anyone. Yeah. Um, and I'm relentless with it. I'm like a dog with a bone. I will find him, boom, 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 everything. Um, and, yeah, he was missing. I'm in the UK. He went missing in America. It was a full massive search, posters, the whole thing. Wow. Um, cut long story short, but the, the Ryan journey from 2011 to 2012 actually cemented my um, strength even more. Yeah. It made me even stronger than what I am right now. You know, it, it made me strong so yeah. that I could deal with everything that's gone on since. Yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely say from Ryan passing away, that's actually helped me deal with mum even even more so do you know what I mean because that was a whole different scenario again so every single death that people experience will be very very different and they'll deal with it differently as well but just knowing that take every five minutes as it is remember to breathe go and do something for yourself like walk in nature go for a drive go to the gym do whatever listen to music whatever you need to do but crying is um, a sign of strength not weakness and crying is also good for cleansing. So let those tears flow. Let them out there. It's great for your mental health in order to do that. Yeah. And find your inner circle who you can talk to. 
you can trust, who you can talk to. Don't plaster everything all over social media because a lot of people reading it don't really don't care. No. Find your people and know that you're not alone. Reach out, you are not alone at yeah. all. And you deal with things how you deal with things. And some days if you don't want to get out of bed, that's okay. Yeah. Don't stay there, but you know what I mean? But do take care of yourself. And if you're crying in the shower, that's fine. Let it flow. Yeah. And I, th- I think that would be a good way to kind of end this podcast. I know there's the time limited there, but I think that would be a good way to end this podcast because you spoke about you're not alone. And it's kind of been the, it's kind of been the, um, the theme of, of this podcast in a sense of, you, your family you spoke about families you've got your, you've yeah. got your kids and being you know you, that thing what you said earlier about um you know no one's gonna tell not gonna tell me i can't be my mom and and i just thought to myself, it's just making me it's even making me think yeah. because i'm a here on my own and i've got my mom yeah. there and and i know she's with family but i'm just thinking to myself you know do i spend one more year here because yeah the lifestyle what but do I go back and sp- be closer to my mum because she's getting older and all that sort of stuff? So it's even making me think. Um, yeah. Um, um, the one thing I'd say to everyone is don't live with regrets and what ifs. Mm. Always follow your gut. If your gut tells you to go, go. There is no point in waiting for Christmas. My mum is at her birthday's next month. She hasn't got a birthday. Mm. So it's kind of don't wait for someone to give you permission to do something, go and do it anyway, because you need to go and do it. I, I, if I had not have moved up north, I, w- I wouldn't have been able to do what I've, what I've done. And I appreciate every single photo and video on my phone. Yeah, yeah. It's made me smile, you know, and she loved us moving up. She was able to see my kids and see me and, and everything else every single day. And I would always say, follow your gut. If your gut tells you it's your inner compass, it's directing you what to do. If it tells you to go, it's telling you to go for a reason. Yeah. And you might not know what that reason is or do whatever it tells you to do, but I'd definitely say go for it. Because tomorrow's never promised. You only get one life. Life is precious. You only get one. And you don't want to regret not doing anything. I feel like you. So go and see your family. Go and see your grandparents. Go and see everyone. Yeah. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Make memories. And one big tip for your listeners: record the voice. Photos are phenomenal. I'm a, I love photography. Yeah, yeah, photos yeah, yeah. are amazing. But record the voice because the voice is what you miss. And unless you record the voice, um, you, it's one thing you'll miss for forever because you'll never be able to hear that voice again. So always record the voice. Take the videos, take the photos, but do record the voice definitely. Thank you for that. And um, we're going to have more. I think we're, we're going to have more. We're going to have more of these because I, I can feel your energy and I can feel that we're going to have more conversations <laughs> over the weeks. Over the weeks. Um, one thing I would say Fantastic. to people. One thing I say to people out there is you'll never walk alone. You'll yes. Never <laughs> Hello. Oh, you didn't yeah. sing with me, Rebecca. Okay. Uh, I can't sing. <laughs> Shower singing. Okay. Oh. And I'd like to say thank you, Rebecca. And that was Men Are Nuts. Speak to you soon. Bye.